Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wiregrass Haunts. I am your host, Mr. Stan Fikes, and I have with me tonight um, my normal co-host, Miss Mary. She's sick, so my beautiful wife, Miss Teresa Fikes, is standing in. Are you there, Teresa? Yes, I am. Awesome. Um, Guys, I want to let everybody know we have an awesome show set up for everybody. Um, Tonight, we have two guys that uh, they just they've been in the paranormal field for a long long time um they have an upcoming show 
Um, it's Mr. David Humphrey and Sean Sellers. They're hosts of Midnight Midnight at the Crossroads, and they are also paranormal investigators. Um, I've known these guys for a little while, and they're just awesome people. Uh, we'll bring them on here in just a couple of minutes. Um, I do have a couple of uh, announcements. Um, first off, I want to let everybody know that lives locally and abroad that tomorrow night we have our our foster fest um it's in dothan over on foster street um that's why they call it foster fest and there is a lot of food and dance and camaraderie whatever you want you can come downtown and just hang out and have a good time and uh, I think Teresa and I, we're going to try to go tomorrow night. So if y'all want to come out, you can meet us. We'll have our paranormal attire on and uh, just come over. Don't be afraid. Talk to us. And, um, you know, I'm not sure if any of the other groups going to be there, but they may. But um, also, I want to kind of give everybody an update on web paranormal happenings. We are preparing for uh, an investigation of a large proportion. Um, it's the USS North Carolina battleship. Uh, that is June 15th. And it's, we're traveling all the way over to the coast of North Carolina, Wilmington, the big city. And, and that's actually where I'm from. Um, we are going to be uh, including the RIP investigations out of enterprise and that is a big investigation for a few people. So uh, we're going to have a bunch of Facebook lives and some YouTube stuff. So just kind of watch out for us. We're going to we're going to let everybody in on what we're doing and stuff like that. So uh, just uh, kind of hang tight for that. Um, Patricia, do you have anything? No, that foster fest was the only thing I knew of. Okay. Well, uh, are you ready to let's bring in our guest? I sure am. Awesome. Well, everybody, without further ado, Mr. David Humphrey and Sean Sellers. Guys, are you with me? Yes, sir. We're with you. Yes, sir. Awesome. awesome. So, guys, how's, how's your week been? Has, has things gone well for you? It's been a hot you know, strange week. <laughs> you know, it has. It's been one of those weeks for I think for everybody. I know Hump and I have been working together on a lot of projects and everything else and, and it seems like as you start to go further and start flipping stones for, for projects, other things start popping up too. And it, it it's been an interesting week. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. David, what did you call it, brother? Um It's it's called high strangeness. High strangeness. It's been a high strangeness week. I agree with that. <laughs> it's been a high strangeness week for us too. So uh, yes, especially if you're in this field. Um, right now in this field, it seems like uh, there's a change in a lot of things going on. Or, or, or we've noticed it the past week. Um, a lot more people, like Sean was saying, are coming out and having things go on and, and needing information given to them and it's just been one thing after another, which is good. I mean, we like to stay busy, so don't sure. get me wrong. We love being busy, but it just seems like one case pops up, two more, you know, and, and me and Sean's worked on about three private cases this week. 
Wow. And, you know, and, and you know, and you know, like uh, we, you know, I was reading about John. I was reading some John Kill stuff today, and, and I was thinking about what Nathan Hunt was talking about this week about the UFO stuff coming up and the different cases. And it was strange how you know we you can talk about subjects, and all of a sudden something pops up. And um, he was saying. And I, that that at different time periods in history, you start seeing these spikes start to climb. And I think I know David and myself, and I'm sure you guys, that we've been in this field long enough that you you kind of you see where you have those spikes, and you see have those lulls in action. It almost seems like we're coming toward another spike. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, I asked in January, we started getting cases, and honestly, um, I had to start referring cases out. We were getting, we had a case every single weekend, all the way up, you know, into March. And um, I had asked somebody, I said, you know, it almost seems like maybe Ghostbusters containment thing blew up again, you know. Uh, (laughs) I mean, it was crazy, you know. We had, we've had a total of four demonic cases, and um, we are currently working on a on a it's not a demonic case but uh it seems to be negative um and we have one waiting besides the one that we're doing in the battleship so uh it you're right it's been it's been crazy and and you know you almost kind of wish well when is it going to stop well you know stan i I don't believe it's going to stop that that's exactly what i kind of meant that that's very it, it's kind of a strange, but I think we're in a period to where you're going to see a lot more uh, negative cases come out because I think there's a lot more people out here that are starting to come around. They're starting to wake up. Uh, they're having issues and problems. They're creating negativity, and they, they're looking for answers, and they're looking for supernatural investigators and investigators in this field to help them out. And I think you're going to see more in the next year than probably ever. Wow. And, and you, you know, the, you know, the fun thing, I'm sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 go I, ahead. And, and, the, and the fun thing, too, about this spike to me that I'm seeing that you remember, uh, you go back 10 years ago or so on, there were certain people saying it's just a fad, it's going to die out. And I think right. the shows you guys having and what's happening is what's going on with other teams, everybody popping up. I think we're proving that it's, we're not going away and the activity's not going away and our field's just evolving over the years. And I think that's a great thing. I think it's got to evolve. I think it's going to evolve into something a little more complex. Because if you've noticed over the years, uh, even the TV shows have evolved. Uh, A lot of the teams have looked at how the TV shows are doing it and realized what they're doing wrong and adapted. You know, am I making sense? I don't know. (laughs) But, you know, the whole thing is going to evolve. And, and we're going to have to change with it. And, and the more we learn about it, uh, the better we're all going to be. I think so. I, you know, I think some of our investigative ways, um, you know, guys like you and Nathan's group and several others that I know of, we're all trying to come up with new ways and new ideas to investigate. And you're going to have to do that in order to keep up with the, the onslaught of, like David was saying, this stuff is just pouring in. And, and you know, you've got to have the people that's trained enough to, to go out and take care of it. And uh, so I, I agree. I mean, you know, evolution of the paranormal, we'll call it. 
<laughs> exactly. And, you know, we all can learn from from each other. And I think that's, that's, that's a great thing is that all the different teams out there, we all can pick up things and learn from each other as it goes on. And I know like David and myself, you know, we really don't have a group anymore. You know, we, we had SPR several, a long time ago and we founded that, but we kind of bounce around, work with other groups. And, and with us, we work just such a wide variety of cases. It's really hard to have one group. And I think that's kind of what this field's coming into. You can't just be a straight ghost hunter anymore. You have, like you said, you have dark cases, you have the UFO stuff, and it all kind of starts to spill in and tie together slowly. And that's, that's what we found in our experience over the years. I agree. Um, do you guys have much UFO stuff? I mean, UFO investigation, sure. You know, you know, we do, you know, you know, one of the things when we first got started, we would work a lot of dark cases and was really blessed to mainly work a lot of the cases that was referred to certain TV shows and so on. And through our research and what we found, and one of the coolest things that I've, that I've found over the years is that if you pull out our notes and stuff and you take 75 um, of our, 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 our 75 interviews with people alleged demonic attack and then take 75 um, individuals that the alleged UFO abductions and so on their symptoms go hand in hand. It's almost parallel. And um, and something I've always learned, and I'm a firm believer in, is there's no such thing as coincidences in our field. And and you can start trying to start draw those same things. And the same thing when you start tying into some of the Bigfoot phenomenon and the crypto, when what we've investigated and looked into over the years, is that when you start having those those cases and seeing those sightings, at the same time you'll start having UFO sightings as well. You know, all this stuff kind of starts tying together. So it's almost like a weird connection when you start dealing with the dimension. I mean, Hunt, would you agree or what do you think, brother? I, I do agree, but something else, you know, I saw where the FBI's released some Bigfoot files and stuff like that. But what I've always said, even 15 years ago, have y'all not noticed that the UFO stuff got in the mainstream media? All these groups was pushing uh, all these stories the past two weeks on UFO. And I kept saying, watch, and there'll be three to four motion pictures come out at the end of summer or the first part of fall, and, and and it's so. There's a few movies coming out on UFOs. They did it with the vampires. They did it with other supernatural movies. And, and it's just odd when something gets in the media so much, they start making movies about it. You know, and not. we used to joke. What's so bad, Stan? We used to joke about this going, well, it's really the government gearing the, you know, our, our humanity together to say, hey, if there's a UFO over your head, don't be scared of it. Right. Well, Has anybody never really thought about that? Go back to when the vampires, everything was vampire, uh, dark stuff like that. Then we went into uh, the Bigfoot for a couple of years. Right. And cryptozoology stuff. Then, uh, then now we're back to UFOs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, when we first started this, we didn't deal too much with UFOs, but I guess now we've probably had five or six people call us about UFO sightings. In fact, we've got a couple set up to investigate. And, uh, you know, whenever whenever I got into this, I, I had an issue with Bigfoot. Um. You know, I, I don't doubt that there's uh, something running around out there, like, you know, a, a, I won't say a monster, but some sort of animal-like thing. But, um, you know, 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I've got to be able to experience that or experience a UFO, which I haven't. Um, and I'm not saying they don't exist. Um, there's just too much evidence out there that says they do. Um, but until you experience that, you know, you really don't have a hindsight on those types of things. So, uh, you know, you don't. And it- you don't and you know a lot of us a lot of us in the field and stuff won't won't ever experience it and that's why i know like in our past and what we've done is that's where it comes down to to the old-fashioned investigator footwork by getting down there interviewing the witnesses and 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 interviewing checking the history and and it all comes down to document and i think that's one of the most important things you can do as a a researcher and an investigator is document 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 and then sooner or later you can start tying some things together Sure. And, and I do agree with David. Um, you know, UFOs go hand in hand with the U.S. government. And, you know, whether there's a cover up, whether they're creating this stuff or, you know, whatever the case may be, um, there's just, uh, if you will, too much coincidence. But like you said, there are no coincidences. So nope. what does that mean? I mean, you know, so it's back to the government again. (laughs) I absolutely believe that. I believe the government has been communicating and getting intelligence from something else for years. And, you know, when you when you start talking to people about that, they really look at you like you're absolute crazy. But then when you start really researching into it and I mean, you know, Google's right here at our fingertips, you know. You can YouTube some of this stuff, Google search it, and start really digging into it. it it's been here for a long time, and you know, I, I don't, I absolutely believe our government still to this day contacts. They communicate back and forth. They know what's going on, and you know, that's just what I believe. There's just too much going on right now, and uh, you know, there's definitely something. You know, it it goes back to the movies all these new movies coming out. I mean, do you think Hollywood's just like, Hey, this is the year we need to do UFOs because I think that would be cool. No, they're gearing, they're gearing people up to watch it because it's all in the news and they're starting to think about it, ask questions. It's like uh, just something to think about. Oh yeah. The, my co-host lives in Boone, North Carolina, Miss Mary. And a couple of years ago, whatever it was, her and her little her group went over and 
did kind of an investigation of the Brown Mountain Lights. And um, I'd just seen something in the news the other day that there was um, more sightings of UFO-like things at the Brown Mountain. So um, it almost tripled in the amount of sightings this time as it was the last time. So also Arizona, I think I seen an article out that way um, where there was UFOs or, or unidentified lights and stuff like that. So I agree, you know, when these things start hitting and the government starts picking up on it, it's big money. And here comes the movies, like you said, David, and all they're looking for is that, that payday. And, you know, Kind of like these paranormal shows. They're taking this field and running amok in it and earning six figures a year on the paranormal and giving teams like ours that that try to help people and try to get out there for the field. They're giving us a bad name. Don't you think so? I do. Sean, Sean what do you think about that? We We talked about that this week with – uh, facilities and historical sites wanting some of them want the groups to come so they can sell it as a as a haunted location, which usually is not. You know, yeah. we, we had something come up this week about it. You know, you know, my honest opinion on 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 all of that is that I, I you know, I, I'm a firm believer in that. What what we encounter in a lot of that, you're dealing with dimensions, and I think a lot of what 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 we work for, with it, whether it's UFO, with crypto, where deal with a lot of the dark entities and so on. I think you're, I think they're they're multidimensional. You know, like the Bible says, in His house there's many mansions, and like we said at the very beginning of the show, where you get to these high peaks, and you get to these high peaks is because the the dimensions. And the vibrational state of the universe gives it a, a way where the doorway opens up. And the government has done enough research on it. You go back to World War II and when they brought the Nazi scientists over, they're aware of this. And, and they, they can bring and put, put forth these um, Hollywood TV shows, these movies, and it kind of desensitizes us a little bit and kind of makes it not as abnormal as we would have these experiences. It kind of makes it a common occurrence, and it, and it kind of helps a lot of us overlook things. And, you know, like we talked about it, like in, in this society, you're either awake or you're, you're asleep. And if you're awake, you notice it. If you're asleep and you see it on movies, you just kind of let it go. And when you start looking at the, all the different TV shows and everything out there, I think it's often forgot that it's entertainment. You know, you know, Humpy, you know, we've worked a long time ago with Paranormal State and the guys from Ghost Adventure, and we've traveled and did all the whole speaking thing. And we had an opportunity to work a lot of the real cases that was passed along from them. But it, it's entertainment, and I think that at the same time, it, it, it gives real um, down-home teams that work hard, that sincere about the research, and really really, it's really putting in the, the, the work and laying the foundation for everybody else. It discredited a lot of the great teams out there, and I think that's, that's the big picture with it. I agree. Um, and, and you were talking about Interdimensional stuff, um, literally, uh, it refers back to the movie Stargate. I mean, sorry, guys, my phone. But, uh, I mean, think about it. You've you got people that's uh, going from one dimension to the other um, through a Stargate, if you will. 
Um, what's to say that they can't honestly do that now? Exactly. Exactly. Um, and you know, you know, if you start dealing with a lot of the let's let's go back and you go look at some of the Native Americans' beliefs and and some of the you know we've interviewed hundreds of people that. Wouldn't you say at least hundreds of people from 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 sheriff's deputies, all walks of life, that seen the 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 real wolf type creatures, that seen um, Bigfoot and all that. And the one thing they all had in common when they when they've had these experiences is that they was in a relaxed state where their vibrational was low. Same thing when you start dealing with shamanic drumming, it lowers these vibrations. They was fishing, they was relaxed. The state state trooper was easing down a long dark highway almost in a hypnosis state and they have these experiences and that's that's always to me in our experience has been the one a common occurrence and that occurrence and that kind of goes along with when you start dealing with some of these dimensional beings and when we would work private cases in a lot of the private houses the one thing that would come in and when it was the really dark cases what, what i would find is that everybody in the household was affected differently and then at the same time, they was normally brought in innocently. And then there's a root of the, there's a root of the problem, and then there's fear energy that opens that door and causes the vibrational state to change. And I think that's when you start dealing with the dimensions and, and, and the multiverse and the vibrational states of things. Hmm. No, I know I'm yeah. all over the place. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow, that's cool. That's some heavy stuff, brother. <laughs> But, but Stan, I want to segue into this too with it because you're fixing to see in the next few months a, a lot of different energy and people are going to start calling uh, uh, paranormal investigators to come in. And it's basically going to be because they're, they're just at very uh, not in line with themselves, lots of negative, negative energy. And um, there, there was a few phone calls we've had in the past month of friends of ours needing help, you know, saying their life spiraling out of control and see a lot of people blame mental health in America. Now, the, uh, the, the first thing they'll go is I I'm having all these problems. Well, you got a mental health problem. Let's give you some medicine. When right. a lot of it is all they have to do is cleanse their energy, uh, you know, get their life or, or talk to somebody instead of going to a doctor and, and it's a mental health issue. Well, not really. And it's vice versa. I've seen now, uh, just just recently, uh, you, and I wanted to say this too about going back to the NASA and the German scientists and what supposedly America had brought them over there, which I, I completely believe. If you go back to the, um, there's documentation of the old Shelby Inn that burned down a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. There was German, there was German scientists there that were brought back. I mean, isn't that odd? Shelby wow. County. In an old in, and you got a German guy scientist that's there that they brought over here. And if you don't think the government has not only high-powered drones, but these uh, I call them microbots, if you don't think they can have those and control them and put bombs on little, not even as big as your hand and fly them around, you're, you're really mistaken because it's here. It really is here, and it's just a matter of time before. The UFOs and stuff are out in, in plain sight. We're going to be able to communicate with them within for just regular people probably within the next six years. Wow! But you know, but the the crazy thing about that is that if that part is true, 
the uh, those of us like like ourselves right here has been committing been communicating with them probably all along, and we just didn't realize it in this field of research because they they, they I think they easily can mimic things and they can they can show in different things, and when you start dealing with shack hack experiences and the original ghost boxes and those communication states, how do we not know we weren't communicating with 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 that type of intelligence? Sure. You know, they could be, you know, like you say, mimicking, they could be mimicking the, the demonic issues that people are having. And I mean, you know, they go into a situation to where a family is is bringing that type of energy or a person is bringing that type of energy on themselves. You know, it's a perfect way for them to kind of blend in or 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 mingle with with us and and, you know, just kind of become part of us. Um, so, you know, if they're interdimensional beings or, or anything like that, they have the, the ability to do that. I'm pretty sure. Like what somebody told me one time that Bigfoot, all there was, was a, was a alien. I mean, you know, they landed on a, a spaceship, you know, here on earth and they just used the Bigfoot as like a disguise. You're right. That's it. I've heard that too. And you know, Stan, you know the cool thing about about this field, and whenever I used to speak around and about, is that I've always said this, and I'm a firm believer. You know, as long as you have your faith firmly in God to do to be in this field and stuff, you have to be open to change and willing to change uh, certain parts of your beliefs along the way. You know, I think because when I first got in this field, I had a whole different theory and thoughts and things. And as you really put it, you put your boots on the ground and you go to work, it kind of evolves and changes over the years. And, you know, saying that in my opinion and in my experience is that I honestly believe a lot of the demonic attacks and a lot of the UFO stuff are actually the same thing. I, I really think the, the UFO stuff is really a part of the demonic attacks and so on i think there's they're some of that deception that's going on you start dealing with that great deception and to me there's nothing out there that would make you question your faith or anything more if you wake up and there's a big mothership over your head and they're saying we're your gods you know it would throw it would throw everything away that we've ever believed and i think sure. that in my experience and what i've seen that's that's it's there's just too too many similarities for it not to be the same yeah, that would that that would definitely change my outlook on things. You know, I wake up. And there's a, there's I would a, probably be meeting God then. Oh yeah, because I you know, in a way, that would be bad, but really cool to you know to experience something like that. And you know, that's probably because I'm a paranormal investigator. You know, but. Um, a, a normal person, if you want to say normal, um, they get up and see something like that. They're going to say a couple dozen cuss words and run, you know, crawl under the bed or something. Okay. But, um, so, but that that's an that's an awesome analogy of that because I think I would whole whole heap rather it be aliens than I would demonic features. But uh, um, yeah. I think they integrate and show us what we feel or what we want or um, what the situation calls for. And, uh, you know, because you have a whole bunch of negative energy within a home 
And the first thing when the people call you, um, hey, are you ghost hunters and stuff? And I said, well, what, you know, what's up? And then they start telling me, well, I have a demon in my house. And the more and more and more we, we interview and, and, and investigate and research, we find that 90% of the time it's not a demon. Um, it's energy that they have introduced themselves. And, uh, Who's to say that these these uh, beings aren't the ones that? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Kind of implanted that. So they can they can eventually come and impede these people, you know, in, impede in this in this society. Hey, and you know, so that's a grossly fantastic point. And you know, that's similar to what Hump and I talk about. You know, with our experience, is that as soon as they say that, you know, your thought shapes the reality. And it's like these entities in these homes that we've investigated is that if that's if if, if that's their paradigm, world paradigm, world paradigm, if that's what they believe, these entities can take those that thought and shake it and starts to attack and affect affect the homes in the way you believe and then yes. there's different levels of things and, and that's why you have um certain individuals in that household is affected differently because it's feeding off their energy and their thought patterns yeah absolutely i mean you know you've got a, a, a little but of course you have the the adolescent females 12 to 25 years old and their energy is so pronounced at that point, um, they start causing things to fly around the room and, and you know, just poltergeist situations and things like that. And, and of course, you know, that is a kind of a documented situation. But the first thing the families do is, well, you know, they play on the movie thing, you know, well, poltergeist or... Yeah. Uh, you know, in the exorcist, things did that. It must be possessed or, you know, things like that. So I never did get that. Why is it just the female teenagers? What's the difference in it being a boy well, it, teenager? It, you know? Now, this is what I have seen in research. You know, it's not just the females. Just the females are more prominent with their energy at that time. Um, they're more out front with it and the males they you know they have issues too uh don't get me wrong but it's found that clinically speaking it was females that registered that much energy so it's more like a genetic or makeup between males and females yes yeah you know like you know like the young 
the young ladies mature. I mean, this is just what I believe. The young ladies, and in, in our experience, so the young ladies mature a lot faster. And as they mature, they they hit they hit a vibrational state where it where it kind of connects to the entire household. And if you're in a household with a large family, that energy vibration is higher than normally. You have a you have stronger poltergeist activity. Or if you hit a household where it's just a mother and daughter or a single family home, you might not have as much poltergeist type of activity but in the cases that we've worked over the years if there's a larger family with a teenage daughter in the home there's there's a substantial amount more uh, poltergeist activity than it would be if it's a smaller family right david what were you gonna say brother kind of about the same thing you know when when a girl goes through her puberty from a young from a girl to a young girl her body changes insides change her, her energy is super heightened, and and it's just like Sean said. When when a, when a girl changes, the body changes, the energy's up. You're gonna see a lot of activity. So yeah, absolutely, I absolutely agree with that. Um, you know, we we just recently had a case. Uh, another group called us in, um, and they they had encountered some incidences with a little girl. Um, we went in and we spoke with the little girl and the parents and, and, you know, thank God we had come to the conclusion that this young lady was not possessed. Um, there was some things at home acting out. Um, she told the counselor that God hated her, um, that type of thing. And, her energy level was just out the roof. You know, you could just being around her, you could feel that. And she was also in a situation where she was being bullied. And that just fueled the fire. And, you know, they, these teenagers, they're falling into bullies or they're falling into drug related things. Um, a lot of peer pressure. Oh yeah, peer pressure is out the roof, and and it's just crazy that um, the energy that these young ladies can produce um, to uh, to experience things like that, and then of course the parents, like you were saying earlier, David, you know, mental health issues. They well, you're crazy, you know. We need to put you on some medicine. And, and they I, did that to this little girl, too. They had her on all kind of medicines. Yeah, and there was nothing wrong with the little girl. She was just going through that change at that time. And um, she was being bullied on top of everything. And she was totally confused. And, you know, we just found that whenever they were in that state, things were just crazy. Oh yeah, and you know it's 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 that's that's a great point. And you know when you start dealing with the outside pressures like the bullying and everything else, you bring that energy into your household, and that and it feeds on that household. And then you start dealing where it's almost like the energy in certain resonance can almost come alive, and it's almost like a place where it can be an open door to feed things in and out, and it's just a constant wave or emotion because the energy in these homes that's brought in from these activities from no matter the teenager and everything else can affect individuals as well as anything else and it just keeps building that type of oppression it's almost in a lot of the dark cases that we've worked it's almost like um it, 
this, the demonic attacks gets more out of you with oppression than it actually is through possession. Mm. Yeah, and I also want to say, you know, social media is not helping right now. Our young people with all everything else going on with social media, bullying, sex, alcohol, drugs, <clears throat> you know, I mean, really, we're, we're setting them up for failure. And we then, are. And it's really sad because I see it day in and day out <clears throat> with the bullying and stuff. Mm-hmm. And a, lo- a lot of cases have been just like your case. Um, the only one case with a child that really stands out to me that was super supernatural, like very high strangeness, as I say, is Sean. You remember the, the blonde-headed girl at your house and yes. the trip we had to take. Tell Absolutely. them that story because that this this is the only I, we've been doing this a long time since we were mm-hmm. kids, and this stands out. It's it's probably the only time I've ever really freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, you know, it, it, it literally freaked all of us out. You know, we, we went on, we did a, we did an investigation at the university of Montevallo and, um, and we had, we had the opportunity to meet a gentleman that worked at the university of Alabama and him and his wife was there along with us. And it was an event and she was actually pregnant at the time. And um, we went along with the event and so on and we stayed in contact with him a little bit over the years. And then as we went on in the field and we kind of, kind of let things go and i think it was like five years passed and so on and we was working and we was getting ready to do a we was preparing i think we was getting was preparing for a radio show or something it was like on a tuesday night and um i remember hump came over to the house and he walked in the house and he was looking around he was like where's the little girl at and you know he i'm like what are you talking about he said there's not a little girl over here playing with your son i was like no he was like well, I saw her in the window waving at us. She has blonde hair. She, and he described described what he saw in the tea walking through the window. And then on, I think we did our show back on a Wednesday night back then, on a Wednesday or Thursday. And then we had a couple of couple of our team members coming over, and they was waving, walking through. We had a big picture. We have a big picture window, and they was waving coming in. And they walked in our den, and they was looking around. And um, it was James and Earl and the pastor, and they was like, where was the little girl in the window waving? Oh, and we're like, there's no little girl here. And and, and they described, Hump was quiet, and he looked at me, and, and they described the exact same little girl that Hump seen. <laughs> so so we, we so everybody was a little creeped out about it. We was like, but, you know, things can follow you, and it's almost like things see you ahead of time. But as, as time went on, that, that following Saturday night or Sunday, we get a phone call from the family we met at the University of Montevallo, and they started telling us that, that they there there's something like there's something in their home, and they said it, it it is something they can't see, but it is physically there, and it's terrifying their daughter, and it, and it's in the house. So um so it was me, Hump, James, and uh the our, uh, Pastor Chris. I think Earl went up made made our trip up there to Moundville. They lived up in Moundville, Alabama, and was on the way up there. And Earl and um Hump and James who saw the little girl walked up the front door at first and then the pastor was getting the things the stuff out of the car to be able to walk up and then as as i saw their bodies at the door and all of a sudden i start seeing all three of them back up back up back up almost backing off the porch and hump is as wide as i've ever seen and me and hump grew up together and i really thought he was fixing to throw up or break out running and what they saw (laughs) was the little girl that they saw in my house was was that couple's little girl in the household. She wasn't a ghost. It was their daughter. No. It was the daughter that they that the lady was pregnant with at the University of Montevallo, and they saw her in the in our house. 
and it was her to a T. They just everything they described to her, it was actually her. Wow. Yeah, su- super so strange because yeah, I mean, <clears throat> when when I pulled up and saw her standing, I mean, had blonde hair, had a white dress on with bows on each shoulder, kind of like something what my daughter would wear. I'm kind of looking at her. She's kind of, you know, throwing her hand up, and I'm getting out of the truck and walking in. It looked like she walked down the hallway. I come in, sit down. Hey, Jean, where's is Ty? Who's that with Ty? I've never met her before. And then to see her in Moundville, I mean, it really was very, very creepy. And it was like she knew we were coming. She <laughs> she was she showed. I don't know what happened, but she was there for us to get to her house. She somehow she was in Montgomery. And she needed us to come to Moundville. And and the other thing, we have never seen this little girl because when we did Montevallo, she was pregnant. So you're talking about what, Sean? Maybe nine years later? No, it's five. She, she, five, was five years, she was five years old. Yes, sir. She's five. So years five old. years later. So yeah, I was a little freaked out about it. I said, "This is high strangeness here." But but we really needed to be there for her because when they she was called, actually the same age as Tyrus. That's right, five. And and we yeah. dropped that night, we dropped what we were doing to drive to Moundville. Wow. I remember that. It wasn't a plan. Hey. They called, they needed help, and we left. And, and and here's the craziest thing about the entire case. We 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 all this happened, and you know, I don't believe like I said, I don't believe in coincidences. I don't know what happened, but this long story short short, the the husband either taught archaeology, I don't know exactly what it was. He had Native American relics up under his bed stored from a job site. Oh my goodness. I know it sounds crazy, and when he took it out of his house, guess what? The activity ended. I mean, it was that simple of a case. And and and, and it didn't register to him, but that, that, that was the case of it. But that little girl was, to this day was she actually had like a shine about herself. I remember like, if you believe in the children that just has that ability, she, she had that ability. And I wonder what she's like today. You know, we hadn't talked to them in years, but it's been, but it's really a crazy thing. Cause you know, my son's like 14 now. And, and then so you look back, it's been, it's been a while. So she's around 14 years old right now. <laughs> that is wild. And Stan, and Stan, I also do want to point out something too. You know when when you when you're in this field you're researching, and all of a sudden you get a kid kid what they call a kid ghost or a child. You know the first thing everybody says is demonic. It's demonic. Right. But this was totally different. This girl, I mean, this girl looked like a like like my daughter standing right in front of me. It was totally different from a shadow figure, a ghost. She didn't dissipate walking down the hallway. You could, I mean, it felt like a like a, a human little five year old girl energy, and just she just walked down the hallway and come around the corner. I'd come right behind her, it, it, you know. I figured she went into Deborah's bedroom, and it was just a different feeling, not like a ghost, but more like a like a person. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds crazy, but we we can't make this up. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> but uh, it doesn't, it doesn't sound crazy to me. I mean, I've experienced similar things, but that to me, that's amazing that um, you know, you guys experience something like that, and and it's kind of like um, one of my favorite things, and I know that's kind of odd, but a doppelganger. 
Um, my my wife on one of our cases actually seen mine in in an investigation, and uh, um, when I went back to reviewing the all the evidence and that type of thing, um, you know, of course, I never seen anything but a shadow, and uh, so things like that. Whenever they you know, put themselves forward enough that it, it, you can experience that. That's awesome. It really is. And uh, so, um, when you know the doppelganger thing is is creepy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's fine. No, it is. It it really is. And uh, um, I was actually outside whenever she seen that, and she. Uh, she was like, well, you're in the house. No, I'm not in the house. I'm outside. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, uh, yeah, th- those things kind of creep me out, too. But uh, um, that and dolls. Uh, oh, yeah. Doll. Yeah, I don't, I don't do dolls. <laughs> yeah, we're I, one I and done one, with that. I, I, Oh yeah, I had one doppelganger experience, and it was at Waverly Hills of all places, in in the death tunnel, allegedly what they call it. You know, we investigated it that night, and and it rained the entire night. It was a perfect night for investigation, so we couldn't go in the tunnel. So we went back the next day to go in the tunnel, and you know, when we walked all the way down the tunnel, and then we was walking around down to the bottom, and then I guess everybody was kind of strolled around, and I was going back up the top of the tunnel. And Marty Harsh was one of our investigators, and she's the head of the Ash Paranormal. And she was right behind me, and I was just talking to her, and she wasn't responding. I guess I, I didn't know because we was walking up that long that long tunnel or what, but she was there. I looked back at her several times. She was behind me, and all of a sudden, I hear my name at the top of the tunnel. When I look all the way to the top, it was Marty up there. And I looked back, there was nobody behind me. And ever since then... That was my only doppelganger experience. Anything else to me, I've been kind of creeped out about them because that was, it was a really, it was an experience like I, I can't, I could never explain. <laughs> what were you going to say, David? D- didn't you say something about dolls? Yes, I, I don't like, like dolls. We don't either. <laughs> we, we did one case with dolls and we were done with it and we probably will never do another case with dolls. Sean, you remember when we went down to um, not Enterprise, but um, where that uh, big uh, white building was? Was it? Um, it was down south. We had an opportunity. 
No, it was in Alabama. Um, Ufala, Lake Ufala. Oh yeah, we, I know. where that had that like mansion house had all them dolls on the second floor and almost every room. Yeah, I will never do another investigation with dolls. That was at the they shorter mansion. They freaked me out. Yes, mansion. the shorter mansion. Yes, yes, sir. You guys investigated the shorter mansion. Yes, sir. We have, and, a long, and you long follow, time correct? Hmm. Yep. You follow us about forty-five it? minutes, us. and uh, we've actually tried to get in there, and the uh, the the folks wouldn't let us in. They said they don't do stuff like that. What? Okay, really? that's you funny know, we, you we said work, that. <laughs> you know, we worked with a historical society, and you know, we same thing you guys did. We we did events, same thing you guys do, and that's how we was able to get in there. You know, we just paid them a visit, talked to them, and gave them a card, and offered to help out, and. We had an opportunity. We had two opportunities to investigate, and we did a fundraiser. And whenever they called us to come speak, we promised them we would come speak, and we spoke about five times. But how long ago was that, Hump, about? It was over 10 years ago, wasn't it? It, it was about 10 years ago. Uh, Stan, is this a rated G show? No. Uh, did you say what you Is this PG-13? <laughs> okay. Let, let, me tell you, let me tell you my high strangeness for the week, and it's amazing you just said that. <clears throat> We did get to go to the Shorter Mansion. wasn't really a problem. Went in, investigated it, stayed about six, seven hours. It was a real cool spot. I don't do dolls. I don't think Sean didn't like dolls either. Um, a good investigation. All right. So what Sean's saying is, there's a facility that we raised, and when he says money, I mean lots of money, thousands of dollars. Right. Thousands. Okay. We ended up getting people to donate money that knew us. You know, they're not even in the paranormal, but they know us and they go, hey, you know, y'all are spending all your time not making a dollar doing this. My company's going to give them a check because that's what y'all do. Are you still awesome. with me? Yeah. <clears throat> so, so me and Sean, we're getting back in it. We're wanting to investigate with other people, work with other groups. My wife has a small team. She started so I said, hey, I'm going to call back and see if we can't go back, do a short story, maybe a radio show, and investigate. I called her. She called me back. She literally cussed me out on the phone. And then she prayed for me. She blessed me. She said that uh, there would be no more ghost hunting that you could call back here in six years when she retires. <laughs> and I and I mean, I said, man, she's a new lady though. She wasn't the original lady that was there when we did it. No, no. Well, that must and, be and, we talked to. Hey, no, th this is no, this is not a new follow. This is another location that we oh. dealt with this week. Oh, oh. yeah. This is yeah. This is a whole different location for us because I'm I'm running to calling people that that have had paranormal investigators there, yeah. and they really don't want them there no more. And then it goes back to what we said earlier in the hour. There's places that won't that, that will call us to say, "Hey, will you come investigate this hotel or this bed and breakfast for us? Uh, we're having all kinds of problems, and they just want you to say it's haunted so that they can take your name and your group, put it on their website, and sell rooms for a bed and breakfast." We've had homes call us and beg us and and want to pay us to write a report saying their house is haunted 
so that they could sell the house or the property and make more money for it. <laughs> is is that, that not amazing to y'all? That, that is very amazing. Um, but but this woman was super see. ugly to me, and I was super nice, and I wanted her to know that we did a lot for the Historical Society. We raised a lot of money. And did you know she said she didn't care about the money? And I'm going, ma'am, you're going to be closed in another two years. Hmm. And and she really, that was it. I said, well, ma'am, you have a blessed day. Wow. And, you know, it's, it's really sad. It, it's a beautiful home. It was built in 1828. And the reason we ever got in to investigate it is because they was, they started building a subdivision behind it. And, um, and the, and the subdivision started having activity, and they started walking over to this historical home and asked questions about the history of the property. And what they found is the original owners of of the, of the home kept a, a, like incredible records, and that subdivision built over 122 slave graves. And um, and, and that and that's how we made that's how we originally made contact with the lady that ran it at that time. And we couldn't believe just how amazing the stories was. Andrew Jackson spent the night there when when the Hermitage burned down. He copied the staircasing of this place. It's, and then we was we investigated it for years and raised money for it and, and, and did a lot of good things for it. And then when the lady we worked with retired, we kind of took a break from the field. The new lady came in, and the place is in absolutely disrepair, and they're fine with letting it go just because they don't want anybody to investigate it. And that's and then we and it was able to make great money for it to restore the place for it. And instead, to add to that and to add to it about the neighborhood, a month. About two months ago, a 71-year-old called who bought a house out there. She called me. And anyway, I talked her through everything she needed to do, but she ended up selling her property, moving back to, I think, South Carolina. And the house is still out there for sale, and she had so much activity. So the whole property is very active. I mean, it's a very great location. It's in my top 15 of places we've done all over the United States. It's, it's that active. Wow. And for her to be so ugly to me and be professional, you know, it really, it didn't hurt my feelings, but it made me a little bitter. Cause I was like, lady, you know, I put a lot of my time in Sean, and me and Sean put a lot in time into raising a lot of money for y'all. All I wanted to go was there for about two hours, mm-hmm. but that door got slammed on me and another big door opened up which hopefully soon we'll be able to talk about it. And it was a, it was, I mean, the, it was like the floodgates opened up for us. So, so it's all good. It made up for it. That's cool. That's cool. Have y'all had that happen to you and your group? Yeah. Yes, we, we have. And, um, you know, it's, it was, it was a situation to where, um, these folks would rather, uh, let the place go down and close, like you said, um, before they allow uh, a paranormal group in there. Mm-hmm. And, and um, they just would not sanction a paranormal group. And I'm I'm like, you don't have to sanction anybody. You know, just let us come in and help you guys out, raise some money, um, get some awareness to people and, and, and things like that. And, and, they did the same thing. They, they just closed the door in our face. And, um, you know, of course we were really respectful to them and we see them people just, you know, two or three times a week. 
and they uh, will cross the road. Yeah, when they see us coming, they cross the road literally. They 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 treat us like we're demon worshippers and stuff like that, you know. And and now you know I'm a Christian. I, I love the Lord with all my heart. Um, you know, uh, I've had a, a rough uh, past, and it was filled with demonic features and and stuff like that. Um, but these were older people, and and I'm talking sixty and seventy and eighty, and you know, they wanted to bring in. Uh, the Bible says this. The Bible says that. Well, that's great. Okay. Um, you know, tell me what the Bible says. You know, I read the Bible and, and, and so on and so forth. But at this point, whenever your establishment needs some money, um, why don't you leave the Bible out of it at the point, at that point and move on with something that, that is not evil or anything like that? You know, you let other people decide for themselves. You know, don't make that decision for, for, for everybody. And, yes, uh, sir. You know, <laughs> hey, Stan, d- d- don't you feel like you just explained Alabama politics? <laughs> I do, I do, I do, I do. Um, yes, sir. And I try not to do that, but you know, it, it, we're we're in the Bible Belt, and um, well, well, let me tell you this to make you even feel a little better. Have y'all been reading in the news? about the Porch Creek Indians and the casino in Wetumpka and yes. the, the, the the lawsuit or the, the negotiations going back and forth since 2012? Yes. That basically, did you see they wanted them to, to tear down the whole entire casino? Right. Do you really truly believe that's going to happen in Alabama? Because it's uh, not. No, I don't think so. Um, you know, I have a whole issue and getting into Alabama politics, especially the lottery and things like that. Um, you know, if this state had a lottery that was uh, designed towards the education, um, then we would be producing professors and, you know, more so on the level than, than we are now. Um, giving people opportunity, more opportunity to have an education and and, and to, yes, to to better this state, and um, you know that and that's what these politicians need to stop and look at instead of bouncing back saying, "Oh, that's going to corrupt people," or you know the, this man working forty hours and don't bring home four hundred dollars, he's going to go and gamble his yes, money away and. Um, well, you know something? Yeah, I, I've only played the lottery once or twice in my life. It's just something that it doesn't really cross my mind. But if we had a lottery, I probably would just simply because I love my state and I want to support my state as much as possible. And, you know, so let me make that decision of whether well- – Go ahead. You know what's funny about this, and your listeners are probably going, wow, why are they going from paranormal to the lottery <laughs> and politics? But let me right. tell you something that's funny. If you take what's going on in Alabama politics and what's going on around us in the supernatural field 
as an investigator and as a team, they kind of go hand in hand. And people are going, man, Hunt, what are you talking about? Right. Corruption, negativity, this yes. dirty politic game that we're playing. We, we've sure. got dirty politic games in our homes. From, 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 and it goes back with mental health, um, your, your kids growing up, uh, families are having so much negative stuff that's turning into something else. And they're just laying in that house and it's just piling up of negativity. And then who are you to call a psychiatrist or a doctor? No, they're fixing to start calling these paranormal groups. And, and I'm going to say this tonight and, and I'm telling you, it's going to happen in the middle of 2020. <clears throat> We're going to be really busy come next year, everybody, mm-hmm. because you're fixing to see a lot of cases, a lot of dark cases and you're going to see the occult bigger than ever in 2020 these uh satanic super soldiers these churches that are behind some of the sex stuff the child abuse the sexual abuse the child trafficking and you're going to see people that you're going to go holy cow i can't believe they arrested him he owned this this and this this guy was head of this you're going to see more people connected to that next year than ever Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's starting now, but it's going to go on to the end of summer. It's going to quiet down going into the probably November, December. And by February, March, it's going to be back in our face. And it's going to be a lot of other twisted occult stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's why yeah. I feel like we, you know, I called Sean, don't you believe this? We got back into this field at the right time to be with a lot of different teams to help each other because we're going to be busy. There's something that drew us back in to start working, to start researching, to start helping others. Because it, I think it's a, not only am I passionate about it, I think it was semi-calling for me to get out here and oh. help people and at least talk to them and listen to them. It's just like with work. You can sit and talk to me till tomorrow. I'm going to sit here and listen to you. Right. And, and if a lot of these groups and people and everybody would start listening and, and working with others, we could help a lot of people without that family going to the psychiatrist or pumping up on pills. I agree. I do. Guys, it's 8.05. Let's take a a little bit of a break, let you get a beverage, go to the restroom, whatever you need to do. I need to play a couple of commercials, and uh, it'll be about 10 minutes. So uh, um, we'll come back then and continue our conversation. i got a few questions I want to ask you guys. You kind of got me excited about some things. So uh, um, you guys hang on. Um, All right. Everybody – Everybody in Wiregrass Haunts Land, thank you for listening to us. Um, come on back with us, and we have got a, a still a great show for the second half. So um, we'll be right back in just a very few minutes. So come on back and enjoy.
Are you looking for web design, press releases, blog posts, product descriptions, academic writing to cheat in class, social media marketing, and even logo design? Don't worry, there's a lot more, but I'm not going to list them right here. You need to visit Arden Marketing Enterprises at arden-ent.com. That's A-R-D-E-N-E-N-T.com. Or if you would like to speak personally to the owner of Arden Marketing Enterprises, call Teresa Fikes at 334-648-1214. Again, Teresa Fikes at 334-648-1214. Get on it. Have you thought about becoming a published author? Don't have time around work, school, or family? Let us do the work for you. Save time by allowing eWriter resources to work for you. You deserve the best online writing services available. Let us make your book and your dreams come true. Be a published author in 14 days when we custom ghostwrite your ebook. If you need an expert, allow us to handle your business writing and ebook. We are capable of creating ebook covers, websites, and all the content to go on it. Check us out at eWriterResources.com.
The opinions and views expressed by the guests of Wiregrass Haunts are not necessarily that of Wiregrass Haunts or the Web Radio Network. <coughs> Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Wiregrass Haunts. I am your host, Mr. Stan Fikes, and Mary is off. She's sick tonight, so my wife, my beautiful wife, Miss Teresa Fikes, is sitting in with me. Teresa, are you here? Yes, I am. Awesome. Um, she sits in whenever uh, 
Um, I need her. She's just a beautiful helpmate. So, um, guys, we have an awesome show going on. Um, if you haven't, if you didn't get to join us for the first half of the show, when the show is available again, uh, make sure you go back and, and listen to the beginning. We've got some awesome guests tonight. We have David Humphrey and Sean Sellers, and they are a host of a new show. Um, well, it's kind of a new old show, Midnight at the Crossroads. They are also paranormal investigators, and we've had some serious, serious conversation about uh, aliens and UFOs and demonic features and things like that. So I'm, uh, I'm going to go ahead and bring them back in. Guys, are you with me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Awesome. Um, guys, when we went to, uh, to break, you know, we were, we were talking about people, um, among other things, people, we were talking about people that, uh, you go in and, and raise money for them and things like that, um, for these historical places. Um, I think, uh, I think some people, think that whenever a paranormal team wants to come in and do an investigation um, to help that historical site, I think because of the state we're in or the the state of progress that I call it, um, I think everybody frowns on them simply because they think that nobody will come around because everybody's a devil worshiper that does this type of stuff. What do y'all think about that? It's absolutely David, you want to false. take it first? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. Uh, absolutely ridiculous and false. You know, me and this lady, I brought that up. You know, we're a very professional group. I, I take a lot of things serious now. Then I was kind of lax about 15 years ago with stuff. But when it goes to helping historical societies and stuff, you know, we give it our best. And the problem I had with this lady was, when she's selling out weddings and everybody's bombarding her with, is this place haunted? Hey, look at this picture. Is this haunted? Is this haunted? Well, yeah, it is haunted. It is haunted. And for her to be the way she was, I mean, wow. And they just, they're just going to do without. And, you know, I get it. You know, that's her, it's her property. It's the way she runs it. But um, there's a lot of others out there that want to see us and, and want to see groups just like uh, what the poly jail I, they open. I bet you they open that facility up with, with y'all and your group with open arms. Correct. Yes, they do. <laughs> We're very surprised. Yeah. 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 Um, it's, it's, you know, if you, you're going to have, I guess a couple of people like that, but, uh, Sean, what were you going to say? Well, you know, what's the old saying? Um, nobody can fight scripture like the devil. And, you know, I think that's something that's, that's really common with this. And, you know, even with our experiences working with different historical societies and things, we've always been mindful of people's beliefs and everything else. And, and we and the cool thing about the South and doing that is telling the stories and the legends. And we've always made an emphasis on that part of it, and it could attract everybody to the location. <laughs> And, you know, what we do in, in the paranormal field and work in these historical societies, it's not only talking about some of the old-fashioned ghost stories. It's also bringing you back to history. And, and then you would believe the people, you know, when we would do these events, they would say, you know, I didn't even know this, this place was here. 
Can we we had you guys advertise this. We used to do um, an event every Halloween with Y102, the radio station, and they would uh, have this contest, and they would pick about five five listeners at the end of the contest, and they would go on a private investigation with us at this location. And you'd be amazed at how many people said, I didn't even know this location was here. And I think that's there's so many different benefits with this, but it, but when it gets down to the people judging you and the churches and a lot of the religion, I think the you know the Christian church has failed a lot of people nowadays, and I think that's and 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 you know I know we talked about it earlier. That's one of the things about this field, and I think that that why it's growing is that so many of us, you know, you're looking for answers. God gives you that free will. We have that light that's going off, and we're looking for these answers, and we're looking for these things, and we're looking to belong, and we're looking to fit in. And we can't fit in in churches. We can't fit in in a lot of places. And you come to this field and you find um, common individuals that share these same interests. You know, we're all different, different backgrounds, even different beliefs. But there's, there's, there's something that we've never had before, and that's that we're not the oddballs about it. And I think that's one of the great things about this field. And people forget, you know, if you look at Jesus's and his crew, you know, his disciples – they wasn't they wasn't the best of people. They were from all walks of life, all different backgrounds. And I think this field gives you an opportunity to open up doors and and show your faith in a way that that a lot of other individuals can't do. I agree, absolutely. And you know, um, this field is a very spiritual field. Yes, and and but. And we try to, every time we go to investigation, we try to leave a word, okay? You leave a word, you leave a seed, it's going to grow. And, and, you know, it's not telling the people what they want to hear all the time. It's letting them know this is what you need, okay? I mean, because, you know, uh, you guys probably run to the same thing. You go in, do an investigation, and help the family, and you set these guidelines up that they need to follow so this doesn't occur again. Um, This field, when you move into a a situation like that, and the family, they don't follow the, the stuff, and, you know, they call you and say, oh, well, this is happening, you know, and, and God didn't help me and stuff. Well, um, that that's kind of a wrong approach for the for the family. But you can't run over this family with uh, with things like that because they're experiencing what they're experiencing. And, and their belief in that is what fuels that. And so. When and I say this, and I'll probably get a lot of a lot of people going yeah 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 at me shaking their finger, you know. But um, Christianity killed America um, because you know you have so many naysayers out there that the first thing they want to do is pop a Bible verse at you. Okay, well you're doing wrong, and this is where it says, you know, this is what says and. Um, interpretation is everything Um, and I've seen so many people argue, friends argue and argue and argue about things like that to where they are not friends anymore I don't think God intended us to sit there and argue about the whole thing okay, you know I, I kind of approach things like this back up 
ask God, what do you want me to do? Listen. Okay, it's not throw a bunch of verses at people and try to make them feel bad about themselves. And uh, so that, you know, that's one of the ways I, I say Christianity killed America. Um, and yes, I'm Christian. So, uh, well, I, I'm a big Christian too, Stan. Uh, you know, but I'm going to say this I've been following this pastor for the past two months. I think his name's Charles Lawson. You can YouTube him and yes. like some of his stuff that he comes out. You know, he had a show that I watched the other night about the the church here in America, how it's kind of failing us, just like you said, just like we said. If God is so heavenly powerful and he's exciting and he's the alpha and the omega and, and you're pumped up and you're believing the word and I'm ex- aren't you excited? I'm excited, right? Yeah. The churches are failing us because the pastors in the church is not exciting. Exactly. It's money. It, it's not exciting. When you go in the church, I mean, nobody's pumped up like a football game, ready to serve the Lord and have him come into your heart. And I go, that's absolutely the truth. Oh, I the agree. pastors throughout America is not doing it. The church is not doing it. They're not exciting. They're losing the youth. They're losing the middle class. And and yeah. these are cults that I just said in tw- next year, they're going to be at their church because it's going to be exciting. Somehow they're going to manipulate them to say, hey, come over here. And these but, little I know these we, people are going to do that. Well, you know, we've been hitting on it. And, you know, David, you know, you and I have been working on this for a long, 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 long time. <laughs> uh, satanic, satanic ritual abuse is a major part of a lot of these dark cases and how individuals affected. And then that's where you tie into a lot of the generational stuff. And people would be amazed if you really dig into the research about the occult crimes and what's really out there. You can go as far as the stuff we've worked with, a lot of child murders and so on, and you start dabbling into the occult and, and how it really affects things and how it ties into to government, to the churches and so on. It's really terrifying you could even look up the hosanna church down around new orleans what went on there 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 is there is pure evil out there and it's happening in groups and it's stronger than ever and and if you really want to find it all you have to do is look for it and it's there i agree you know what about these churches that um have and like the case we were talking and i was we had earlier um about the young ladies being bullied well her and her siblings was going to a church that was right there at their home. And the people of the church asked them not to come back anymore simply because one of the children, well, the girl in question was acting out a little bit or so they said that she was acting out. Um, they never investigated they, you know, to see why this little girl was. And then when, an adult said, well, they think this girl is possessed. The church is like, well, you need to leave. Why? Why didn't that church follow that child and help that child? That's what churches do. That's what they're there for, right? No, Stan, not well, in this day and age. Right. No, no the, the churches need your money. Do you really think the church was going to help that girl? Well, and probably in our heads, yes, but they're not wanting to help nobody. And when it comes to a dark, demonic case, they don't want no part of it. But, but you and that's know what's sad. To it. 
Oh yeah, but you got to know there's something to it. When so this don't get any hadn't really got much press at all. But what what a year or so ago, the Catholic Church, the Vatican, has opened up their their demonic training and their deliverance, their exorcism course to all denominations. And you can go there and pay four hundred dollars for all denominations. So for the Catholic Church to do that, they know something's going on. And the Catholic Church has got their hands in all aspects of spiritual warfare, good and bad. You know, even Malachi Martin talks about the smoke of Satan has entered their church. But when they open that up to everybody, they know that, that, that we're outnumbered, and they know that there's something happening and something that's coming ahead of time. I agree with that. And um, things are going to get bad, and I agree exactly with you, David, earlier. Um, it's going to be soon, too. And what's going to happen is they're going to start calling uh, teams like ours and y'all's is, um, and they're going, and I bet you'll find churches that'll call. Well, we washed our hands of it, but you know what, what we need help. Well, it's because of people that have an open mind and not get caught behind that wall of Christianity where they can't see reality right across that, you know, the grass is not greener on the other side sometimes. And there's people standing there needing help. Um, But this word says, well, I can't get involved with that. So we let that person go. They're just damned. And I don't agree with that. And, you know, so I have an issue with that. Um, as far as Christianity and as far as the church goes. Um, and no, I'll be the first to tell people I don't go to church every single time the door opens or anything like that. But, um, you know, I don't have to go to a building in order to talk to God or to be with God or to worship God. So, uh, you know, it's all within works. What do you think? Huh? You want to take it or you want? You, oh, you know, you know, I, I agree. And you know, Hump, you can join in on this. You know, we we had the we had the privilege to work with, a, with an outstanding fellow. He was um, Dr. Perry. He he taught seminary. Um, he had a, he had a large congregation, and he worked with with a large um, church. I guess you call it. I guess organization or so on. And he would work with some of the cases that that's been alleged demonic. And Hump and I had the privilege to travel with him all over the South um, with those cases he worked. And 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 some of the greatest debates. You know, Hump talked about how he loved debate, and as him and Dr. Perry would argue because Dr. Perry didn't believe animals had souls, and they would kick this argument off every road trip. But yeah. he had the option. But we had. But but like it's amazing you said that. Is that Hump and I seen firsthand how churches would basically kick somebody out. Because they, because of the demonic attack, because they didn't want it, and they didn't want that in their church, and they pushed it out. We we've seen that all over the South, and um, and until you can really really put your boots on the ground and get to work and see these things, it, it's hard to really believe what, what's happening, what what's going on. Huh? Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely agree. I mean, uh, you know, this this pastor got in our group. Him and Sean hit it off right. Did you know that he had to go in front of this huge, there was a huge debate. They almost kicked him out of his own church about doing the paranormal. And his argument was, 
you can't you can't have good without bad. Now can you? We're out here we're out here fighting the bad guys. And I'm supposed right. to be the leader and the good guy. And, and and did you know they were like, you know what? You got our blessing, brother. Go on and do it. The, the, he went he went over his, his he went over the local bishops and went to the larger bishops and got the approvals to do it. And then we got the approval to tag along with him to go along and do it. And it was some of the greatest experience that I've ever had in this field. It gave me an option to kind of draw my own conclusions, opinions, and see things that I that I can't erase from my soul. But at the same time, it, it gives me, it brings me closer to God and understanding that 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 we're we're truly in a battle of good and evil. And, and I don't think a lot of people see that. And, you know, Dr. Perry since passed on, and you know we talk about him all the time. But but it, it's truly a battle for souls. I agree. Um, yes, it is. And, and you know, Steve, I, I believe after that, that those years of our lives, I realized that's exactly my calling. And, and it takes a toll on your body. It takes a toll on you. But look, nobody else is jumping there wanting to fight. Nobody else is jumping up here wanting to, you know, help families and really fight this evilness. There's already enough evil in the world on top of this. Right. And, and, and after, you know, I think that's what we, we're really good at doing. Uh, it does take a toll on your body, but now's the right time for everybody. This is the right time to be in this field, to do the research, making sure you document everything you do. Documentation is the key for this field. I agree. And, 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 help, and helping and, others. And, you know, Stan, I'm going to contradict myself something for about something, but I always kind of block it out. But I'm going to say this. You know, we were talking about TV shows earlier. But when you start dealing with some of the, the alleged demonologists and so on on the TV shows, I think they do more harm than anything that's ever been put on TV. I think that, that anybody that – in our case, in what we've seen and the way families are affected, the last thing they would want is any type of public – recognition of anything known to get outside what's happening to them and um and i think on with tv and when they've started bringing a lot of the, the demonologists and so on i think that's caused havoc on on the field and what we encounter as the real workers in the field i know i said i i, I don't have a problem with a lot of the tv shows but i do on that account big time well you know one one of my really good friends, uh, Mr. Leon Wilkes, he's a he's a demonologist, and we talk uh, quite a bit. Of course, he's recently moved. Um, it, you know, you find someone that has training. You can't just wake up one morning and say, uh, "Well, I think I'm going to be a demonologist today," and uh, it doesn't work that way. And I've tried to tell people, you know, people will call me sometimes with cases. I think I've got a demon in my house. Are you a demonologist? No, I'm not. I'm a paranormal investigator. Um, you know, I, I, I see people, and I'm not going to call out any names or anything, but I see people um, putting themselves forward as a demonologist, and I've seen where there's cases that they made worse. And you have a team like you guys, you get called in after this person um, because 
they have stuff still going on and, and that type of thing. And then you get left with the, with the shavings, so to speak, and you have to go in and sweep them up. So in, in a fashion, I do agree with you uh, about um, so-called demonologists. You know, you, you need to make sure that they're the right ones. They're the real deal. And, um, you know, so, and TV shows now, I'm not a fan of TV shows. Um, I think a lot of them have confused a bunch of people. And, and you know, we still get calls. Uh, we go out to an investigation or whatever. These people go and set up this investigation. They want you to come out and investigate. And you get there, the first thing they say, well, what TV show am I going to be on? Um, life, brother. That's all I can tell you. The TV show of life. Um, because we're not on TV. Um, we, you know, if I were on a TV show, it would have to be of a raw nature. Um, it would have to be people watching me sit in the middle of the floor talking to a spirit and getting absolutely nothing for four hours and getting up. Going home and being just as content as I was when I got there. And uh, well, you know, you know, Stan, if I was going to be on a TV show, it would be probably a food show. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) right, paranormal food. Being on it, yeah, that would be good. Um, Cooking with the paranormal, but. uh, um, that might be something to do. Might be. <laughs> uh, you know, the ghost. Well, you know, that's what I was going to say. What, uh, about 10 years ago when I had an agent, when I was writing for certain shows and so on, uh, we actually wrote a treatment uh, for us to do a, uh investigation. It, well, basically, we would go to haunted restaurants all over, and it was basically based off like the Food Network. And, and it was more of a like, well, we would just discuss some of the food you would see us big guys eating the food, talking about the food, and, they, and people telling their ghost stories. And it was a very brief part of the investigation. And it was just like a fun fun show about the restaurants and the history and the ghost lore of the restaurants and so on. But we wrote that about 10 years ago and, and um, had some shows picked out. I know one of the locations was actually in Chicago, but that was that was something we did a long time ago. Well, you know, that that might be – that would be okay, but I, I'm I'm – Heading into these shows like um, ones that get possessed every show. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I'll let you pick out which one that is. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's there's young, impressionable kids sitting out there watching this stuff on TV. Well, they talk mom or dad into buying them a K2 and a recorder off on Amazon and they run out to a cemetery, and I use this all the time on shows and everywhere, people I talk to. Um, they start asking questions, and, and, you know, and then, of course, it's cool to add in a Ouija board, you know, and yeah. that type of thing. And and they start conjuring up things, if you will, and, I, and I'll use that word conjuring very loosely, I'm, you know. I'm, but these kids start having issues they go home and you know they get scared or they they get run out of the cemetery or an old abandoned building that they could get in and get hurt 
And they go home and, and they're sitting there doing their homework one night and something moves off their bed or, you know, and it starts from that. And they have actually gained an attachment from fooling with this stuff because they don't know what they're doing. Um, they're asking the wrong questions. They're just so, so, um, open to things in the wrong way if you get what I'm saying. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I think shows like that are wrong. Yeah. And, you know, the, and it, it has to be some spiritual responsibility. And, you know, the crazy thing about watching these shows, and, you know, Hump and I, are, we're, we're old men now. You know, we're, we're in our 40s, and we used to investigate when we was kids on bicycles. And we would right. get on our bicycle Tell our moms we was going to each other's houses and meet and drive ride our bikes to Huntington College and park in the green and try to see the ghost in the green or the red lady. And we got cars. We was off again. And, you know, what we would use to investigate back then, this was way before Ghost Hunters and any of the shows, is that we used to make dowsing rods out of clothes hangers. And we would have a Boy Scout compass and a notebook paper and a Polaroid camera. And, you know, we couldn't just take pictures. We didn't have a lot of money. So we'd have to be very careful when we took a picture. And that, that's what we used to do when we was kids. And that tells you how old we are and how long ago it used to be. And things have evolved so much. And and these shows is taking away an innocence out of it, uh, a thing that, that you can bring to it, the, 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 the energy that you have to do it as kids. These shows is taking it away. They have they have taken that innocence out of it, changed the vibrations, and and these kids are walking into these situations and they're completely open to attachments. And then you start picking up spiritual residue in a way that you know us investigators pick it up and we work so many cases, but these kids are open to it and it kind of consumes them before they know it. Sure. I mean, what 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 would you think? I mean, a paranormal TV show that had gained popularity um, is sitting there in a big cave or a haunted attraction and they're reading out of a satanic Bible or they have a, a part of the client's uh, uh, staff reading out of a, a satanic Bible. Okay. What are these kids watching when they, you know, well, they're, that's pretty cool. They're, you know, they're reading out that satanic Bible. I'd like to see that, you know, and that type of thing. And the curiosity just grows and grows and grows. And I know this for a fact because whenever I was a kid, my curiosity grew to a point um, that I got into things that I hadn't ought to. And uh, that's one of the things that got me into the paranormal field. I wanted to help people that was affected by that. And, um, you know, you can get on Google, and, and I'm not going to say the names of them, and Google things like that, and read the book right there. And there's things that happen, happens whenever you read those things. And uh, anybody that believes in the supernatural or the, the demonic or, or the paranormal in general, um, you know, they would be amazed at some of the stuff that's written. And, um, that that's some of the issue I have with, with some of these shows. They've gone too far. 
They they have, but you know, a lot of people don't realize if you start looking into the drug trafficking, the sex trafficking, how much they're they're dabbed into the occult at the same time. Where they yeah. perform rituals, whether it's sacrifices, whatever else to protect certain shipments, where they lure kids into these organizations. And um and, and a lot of times even if you look at some T V shows and some of these guys that I've worked with and friends with but at the same time, they're maybe part of that great deception, and they don't even realize they're doing it. Or maybe some of them do realize they're doing it. You know, I always tell my kids and everybody, you know, the angels whisper and Satan shouts. And so many of us refuse to listen to the whispers, and we listen to the shouts, and we're we're a part of the problem. We don't realize it. You know, we're, we're opening those doors and allowing these things to come through to affect people beyond anything we can ever imagine. <clears throat> you know, we're... David was talking earlier about the church and people sitting in these pews. Um, and you got people like us that's out there beating the streets, if you will, helping people, attacking the, the, the situation at first hand. You got people sitting in the pews that's pointing their finger at us going how wrong you are. And never, ever, ever, ever in their life had any, uh, any engagement whatsoever with anything demonic or anything ugly that's attacking a family or, you know, that's, that's trying to destroy this child or, or so on and so forth. Um, these people are pointing fingers and what's the first thing they say is, well, it's on TV. We see it all the time. Okay. Why are you watching those shows if you don't believe that? And, uh, you know, I've called a few out because of that, you know. Well, we we that's, we like watching that for, the, you know, well, no, don't sit in church and tell me I'm wrong for helping people by doing this. And you're sitting there on Wednesday night watching some crazy people running around in the dark with cameras. And, 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 and you know, Stan, go ahead, oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Uh, about that, that's why I do not watch a lot of TV. I, I wasn't really even joking about you'd see me at a cooking show. That's about okay. all I can watch is some cooking shows. Everything else I'm pretty much done with. Because sure. when Sean was on tour and doing a lot of speaking stuff with all these TV guys and all these shows, and where they they think that they're so big that they can't take a picture with somebody like me, I got a problem with it. And I got a real problem with that. You're not really that big, but yet we're all in this field and you go have an attitude. I'm just not into the TV. It's all entertainment. And and it's really not, it's just not real to me. It's, it's all of somebody else's story anyway. Sure. I mean, you, you, you get into a situation to where you crawl on a battleship or, Pauly Jail, some historic site, and somebody pops up a, a YouTube video of what they're doing at this time. You know, hey, this is raw stuff. This is what's happening at this moment. It's not scripted. It's not, you know, everything is not taken out and a noise added and, and that type of thing. And and some of the you know, the, the the show that I did watch that I actually enjoyed, and this was a long time ago, and that was Paranormal State. And um, Ryan Buell 
I mean, I actually enjoyed watching that show. Um, and I understand that things changed and, you know, I probably couldn't watch it now simply because I'm in the paranormal field, been in it for a while and I know how things go. But, uh, um, back then that was the only show that I could watch. You know, Stan, it's funny she mentioned them. You know, the the interesting thing about them is that, you know, we was doing our work way before them, and we did we had an opportunity to get to know them, work with them, and travel and speak at their events. And we kind of had the opportunity to kind of come to those crossroads and choose. Do we want to kind of go down the avenue and kind of go down that Paris Celebrity Avenue, or do we want to really do this work? And when Humper and I kind of was in New Orleans, we said, you know what, we really want to do this work. We've been in it this long. This is what we want to do. And they was really good to us by sending us cases all over the United States that, that the real cases, I guess you can say. And, and we owe a lot to them for giving us an opportunity to investigate some of the cases that, that they didn't want to do it and some of the cases that was just kind of passed down. But but as as you kind of evolve with these cases and, 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 and everybody else, you can kind of see the effects of how they – if if you're not careful how they can kind of kind of chew you up and spit you out in this field and and something that you mentioned earlier saying in regards to churches and everything else and i know hump touched on it one of the things to me that if your boots is really on the ground and you're a christian and you're doing this work you have a opportunity to be a part of something and witness something that individuals sitting in church judging don't you have an opportunity to truly witness and be a part of the power of god and at the same time, you have a you have a part to witness and really see what true dark forces are and what sinister out there and why we're doing what we're doing. So I think that gives us a blessing and kind of sets us apart of what's really out there. And I think we'll get our rewards later for this work. And I think that that's why it's so important for everybody in this field to, even though we have different views, different ideas, is that we respect each other, we work together, because sooner or later we're all going to get to the same point. Yep. Um, one day we all got to stand in front of the man. Yes, sir. So I, you know, I want to be able to say, well, you know, I helped as many as I could, you know, a little bit off the beaten track, but um, I didn't want to be one of the ones that sat there and was being so hypocritical. And, no, um, you know what, Stan, you don't want to be a sideline. A lot of people now are, are sitting on the sideline, naysaying, hating, and they're not wanting to get on the battlefield where we're in the battlefield. We are wanting to get in the battlefield, and that is a big difference. That is a shift. That is what you're going to see. You're going to see the naysayers on one side. We're going to be on the other, but we're going to be in the trenches fighting the war. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Hey. And, you know, Stan, one of the things, too, that sets our groups aside out from a lot of the TV and so on is that we can actually say what we've got from our experience, is that we, we actually put in the mileage, we put in that time, and this is our life. We, we're not we're not dictated by, by schedules, by, by shooting times or anything else. What we're learning and what we're doing is from our experience, and I think that's something that's so valuable in this field, and that's the knowledge that, that that's really – truly is in it's in, what it's all about about in this field is what we can do by our time of investing in our work sure i agree um if it wasn't for people like y'all you know I, I, 
I don't know exactly how this field would be now. Um, you guys have set down a, a good foundation, and um, I think everybody needs to that's in this field needs to strive to keep that keep that foundation there and 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 moving forward. Um, because uh, like David said, it's all about you two and your group. This radio show that you got, the group that you got. The opportunities that are y'all are fixing to have—that's th- th- something special. It, it, oh, yeah. it, it is such a blessing for you to have an outlet like this, and for you to get these cases and and get not to know other groups and get them on your show. And, and you talking about networking and getting together and seeing how well we do this this way, they do that way, you do this way. Man, that is awesome. That is a blessing on its own. Oh yeah, and and I love working with other teams. I learned so much. I learned so much just sitting down talking, like tonight. I've just so much. I I try to take it all in, and and I get so mesmerized by talking to to other teams and and people that that's in them or or you know that's had experiences. I just get so mesmerized that sometimes my wife just has, has to hit me and, you know, come back to reality now. <laughs> but um, um, I like to see the way some team, you know, other teams uh, uh, run their teams. I like to see the way the experiments they do, the equipment that they, and, and something that I've gotten into is I'm building equipment um, or attempting to to approach it in a little different scientific way, and uh, I've got some equipment that I'm working on that I'm gonna, you know, try out and see if it works. And uh, because, like you guys were saying, this field is shifting, it's changing, it's evolving, and if you don't stay up with it, then you're not gonna do any good. So, um, and that's exactly what I strive and my team uh, strives to do is to help our clients and help this field. Um, Because the more we go into this field and figure out new ways to approach it and and things like that, the better off we're going to be. Yes, sir. I agree completely. But uh, well, you guys uh, are going to be doing a Facebook show at nine, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. Definitely. And that's that's just a couple of minutes from now, <laughs> so uh, I, I don't want to I don't want to interfere with your 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 other show. So, um, real quick, guys, tell everybody how they can get a hold of you and how they can listen to your show, and uh, we'll go from there on that. All right. Hey, right, Tigers in the show. Tigers in the show. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah, sorry, bro. You can get us on our Facebook, either Sean Sellers, David Humphrey. Uh, we have a, we're using our wife's uh, website, uh, email address. It's www.paradoxparanormal.com. Uh, and also check out our show, Midnight at the Crossroads. And, w- and what we're going to do with that is we're going to do it on live, live every Thursday night. And we, I also do a show on Wednesday nights 
um, but nine central time and it's mystical. What's it called? Hump? I can't remember the name of the show. What's the name? Mystical journey. Mystical journey. Yes. That's it. Yes, sir. I do that on Wednesday nights as well. Definitely. Wednesday nights. Okay. Well, that that's awesome. Um, you guys are awesome. And, and I'm so glad that we had you on the show. Uh, and I definitely want you guys to come back. Um, uh, because we have some more stuff to two hours wasn't long enough. So uh, <laughs> I have some more questions to ask and, and some stuff to throw out there and see what you get, what your opinion is. Um, we want to thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. And uh, we, uh, if you will tag us in your show so we can, when we get off the air tonight, we can watch that. And um, I will, um, um, David, what you and I had talked about in Messenger the other day, I'll get back with you um, tomorrow maybe and uh, shoot y'all some information if y'all want to do that. Okay, sounds great. And because uh, we Thank can get that. Thank you, guys. Thank you. You're very welcome. Well, uh, everybody, y'all go check out the show. It'll, it's supposed to be happening now, but we run over a little bit. And uh, But we want to thank David Humphrey and Sean Sellers and y'all go check out midnight at the crossroads. I know I am. So me too. Yeah, absolutely. Well guys, thank y'all so much. And everybody, thank y'all for listening to wiregrass haunts and come back next week because we have an awesome show. Mr. Dale Cox, a historian, Alabama historian is going to be on the show and he's going to tell us some stuff like, uh, the paranormal pig and some other <laughs> stuff and also stuff down in Florida. So y'all come back and visit. Thanks. Have a blessed night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.
Some other beginnings end.